Shalom Obrachlir Abtachagigo Daf Tesvov. Today's Daf is the Daf about Acher. Elisha Benavua. He never got smicha, so he wasn't, uh, he's never referred to as Rev Elisha Benavua. And today we're actually going to find out why he's called Acher. But first, the Ast Ben Zoyma. If we find a girl who is a Basula who is pregnant, is she allowed to marry a Kayan Gadol? She's still a Basula, but she's pregnant. Do we assume that maybe. She was impregnated like Shmuel, who was able to impregnate a girl without dam? Or do we say that Shmuel is very, very uncommon? We assume that she was impregnated normally. So the Gemara says, we, uh, Ben Zoyma answered, we don't assume that this was a Shmuel case. And uh, we will be chayshish that maybe she was, we assume that she was impregnated with an Ambati Ivra. And the Ambati case is uh, the equivalent of today's not a direct equivalent of in virtual fertilization, where the woman was impregnated by Zerah that was left in a bathtub. That's why she's still she was still a basula. How could she become impregnated from that? Shmuel says that the only Zerah that can impregnate is if it comes Yoirekechutz. So the Gemara says it has to come out of the man Yoirekechutz, but it doesn't need to go into the woman Kechutz, like an arrow. The Gemara says a story about Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya. He was standing high up by Harabayas and he saw Ben Zayma. And Ben Zayma didn't stand up for him. So he said, Ben Zayma, where were you holding? Where's, where's your mind at? So he said, you know, I'm thinking about the Mayim al and the Mayim Tachtoinim. The two upper waters and the space between them. He says there's only a three-finger space between the, the, these two Mayims. The Pasuk says, just like a yoina, a dove, who flies above her children without touching them. So Yeshua told his Talmidim, Ben Zayma, he's, he's mamish in another world over here. Because the Ruach HaLakim HaRachafas was talking about in Yom Rishon. And the waters were only separated on the second day. So what we have nowadays in our world, the waters are already far, far apart. How far were the waters spread apart? Rav Bar Yaakov says it was like, the thickness of a thread. Their abundance say it was like the di- the distance between the slats of a bridge, a very small distance. Mazutra says it was like two cloths spread together. Some say it was like cups stacked on top of each other. Now we said that Acher was Kitzitz Benetios. Yeah, Pardes is uh, literally an orchard, so the Netios are like the fruits. He, he had different Ashkafas, uh, askewed Ashkafas after his experience there. So what exactly turned him away? See, he saw a malacha, one of the matronisa who was sitting. He had Rishus to sit up in Shemayim, and he was writing the Zechuyas of Klai Yisrael. Acher said, look, I have a Messiah that in Shemayim, there's no, there's no sitting, there's no jealousy, there's no anger, there, there's no back of the head, there's a head on all, all sides. Maybe chas v'shalom there are two rishuyes. It's interesting. He doesn't, he doesn't say that there are two. He says maybe shema chas v'shalom there is there's two, and that's what sent him off. In the meantime, they took this matronitza that this malach that was sitting. They took him out and gave him sixty lashes of fire. They say, why didn't you stand when Acher came in? And they gave this malach rishus to erase the zchuyes of Acher. And that's when a baskal came out and said shuvavadim shayvavim chutz me Acher. Interestingly enough, it doesn't say Elisha ben Avua, but he understood that Acher was talking about him. He said, hey, you know, if, if it sounds like they're talking about me, they must be talking about me. And then he said, look, if I'm not going to get a, 
might as well enjoy Elamazah. So then he went off to Tarbus Ra'a. He found a Zaina and he propositioned her. And she said, wait, hang on, I know you. You're Elisha ben Avua, no? So to prove that he wasn't, it was Shabbos, and he, he uprooted a plant and gave it to her. So she said, oh, Acher who? must be someone else. And hence the name Acher. Acher asked Rabbi Meir, his Talmud, after he had already gone off the derech. That, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, contemporary term. When he went to Tarbus Ra, which is different than being off the derech, he says, how do you understand, Rabbi Meir, how do you understand the passage of Gamazel Umazel also Kim? So he explained that the Rebbein Shalom made everything in the world balanced. He made mountains and valleys. He made uh, oceans and rivers. So Acher says, you know, Rabbi Akiva, your Rabbi explained it differently. He said the Rebbein Shalom created Tzadikim and Rishonim. He created Gan Eden and Gehenim. And everyone has two Chalakim, one in Gan Eden, one in Gehenim. If he is, pushes himself, builds himself to become a Tzadik, then he gets his Chalak and the Russia's Chalak in Gan Eden. If he comes out as a Russia, he gets his chilek in Gehenim along with his friends. Beis Alevi explains that by doing a mitzvah in Avera, you create an energy in the world that encourages the, the universe to do more mitzvahs or Averis like that. So the tzaddikim deserve all the mitzvahs that were done because of their initial mitzvah, all the corollaries to their mitzvah, and likewise by the Rishoyim. Acher also asked Jameir, once he was off in Tarbus Raw. How do you understand the Pasuk of Loi Ya'ar Chenozov Uschuchis Viturum Utmurasa Kli Paz? The Torah is explained in these beautiful analogies, but one of them is glass. It's like, look, if you want diamonds, I hear what glass isn't valuable. How is Torah like glass? Or a mayor explain. This Pasuk is referring to Divrei Torah that it's, so, it's expensive like gold and diamonds, but it's easy to shatter like glass. Acher says, you know, your Rebbe Rabbi Akiva explained it differently. He said that even though golden glass can break, you can fix it. So too, a Talmud Chacham, who goes sour, can be put back together. So Amir looks at his Rebbe Acher and he says, No, do tshuva! So Acher says, look, there's a Pasuk I already heard from Acher HaPargud, Shuvavonim Shadivim, Chutz Me'acher. There's another story that uh, Acher was riding on a horse on Shabbos. Ramir was walking with him and uh, to, to learn Torah from his mouth. There's actually a sheet that riding is only, and it said, because you might come to take off a branch from a tree to hit the horse. But if someone else, if a Shemir with you, to guard you, to remind you not to rip off a branch, then it's actually mutter. So it could be that Ramir was tagging along so that his Rebbe would not be over riding a horse. Although I don't know if it works if you don't know there's a Shemir. At a certain point, Acher turns to, to Mayor and he says, Mayor, go back. I was counting the footsteps of the horse and we are about to leave the Tchum Shabbos. So Mayor said, look, you, you should come back too. He said, look, I, I already told you. I, I'm, 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 I'm long gone. There's no hope for me. So Mayor grabbed him and schlepped him into the base medrash. And he asked all the kids to say over Psukim. That was a form of Nevoah in those days. Like Haman did that by the perm story. We see it oftenly. And every every kid that he pulled out of the base medrash told him a shrek lechapasuk about the Rabbi Shalom dealing with Rishoyim, ain't Shalom Omar Hashem the Rishoyim. They went to 13 Batim Midrashas. Why 13? Well, if they were in Tveria, that's how many Batim Midrashas they were. They went to every single one. Also, 13 is Echad. And, and Acher's issue was that he said, maybe, Chas Shalom, there's another God. And with the last... Uh, child that they pulled out, 
said the pasuk uh, but he had he he misspoke and instead of saying he said and Mavish, Elisha Benavua took it like this kid is Mamash talking to him. And uh, there's two shots of what he did to this kid. Either he pulled out a knife, cut him up into 13 pieces, and sent him to the 13 Batim Adrushes, which is crazy. And the second shot, which is almost just as crazy, is that he said, If I had a knife, I would cut you up into 13 pieces and send you to 13 Batim Adrushes. Either way, pretty wild. When Akher passed away, they said, What are we supposed to do? We can't judge him because he he had a he learned a tremendous amount of Torah. He's a Talmud Chacham, but he can't go straight to Gan Eden because he did tremendous averes. So Rameir says it's better for him to be judged down here than to be judged up there. Rameir said that when I die, smoke is going to come out of his caver to show that he's being done, and then he'll be able to go to Gan Eden afterwards for all the Torah that he learned. The Kachava. Rameir passed away, and smoke started coming out of Elisha ben Avua's caver. Rabbi Yochanan said, Rameir was a Talmud. Why is he doing this to his Rebbe? When I get up to Shemayim, I'm going to take Elisha ben Avua by the hand, and I'm going to walk with him into Gan Eden. The guard is not going to stop me. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, and I'll be able to get an Acher as well. And Taka, when Rabbi Yochanan passed away, that smoke stopped coming out of Acher's caver. And that's what they said, the eulogy at Rabbi Yochanan's Lavaya was autobiographical. He said, look at this. The guard didn't think twice about letting Rabbi Yechonon and whoever was with him into Gan Eden. Acher's daughter came to Rebbe. Rebbe um, used to have a tzedakah fund for Kalmide Chachamim. She asked Rebbe to support her. So Rebbe said, so who are you the daughter of? Like, are you, you from Atama Chacham? Because the tzedakah first goes to Tyra. She said, I am the daughter of Acher. Rabbi says, well, he still has living children. The Pazak seems to, to say that uh, he would not. So she said, Rabbi, do me a favor. Remember his Tyra. I am the daughter. I, come, I do come from Tyra, but don't remember his, his actions, which were not as pleasant. Immediately a fire came down and burnt the chair that Rabbi was sitting on. And Rabbi started crying. He said, if Nisim like this are happening for someone who went to Tarbas Ra." Was a Talmud Chacham. Imagine what's going to happen for ta- for Talmud Chachamim who stay strong. Now the Gemara asked the question that we're all wondering: How could Rebbe still be? How could Rameir still be learning from Acher after he went to Tarbas Ra? Rabbi Bar Chana learns out from the pasuk who that you should find a Rebbe that is like a Malach Hashem Tzevakos. But if not, don't learn Torah from him. So Rishlokir said that a mayor had a different pasuk that he learned from. And Avchanin also has a pasuk of Shamoi Bas which sounds like you can learn not, learn from from Rabbi who is not so hagun. But uh, the Gemara says, well, then we have two pasukim who are that are they're contradicting each other. If the Rabbi is not a, a tzaddik, a, a malach, then you shouldn't learn from him. But maybe you should. So the Gemara says it depends. It's always a good answer. A Godal can learn from a Rebbe who is off by Tarbas Ra, but a Katan must have a Rebbe who is a Malach. Like a Malach. Hasmido is like a Malach. It's an interesting analogy. 
Ravdimi came to Eretz Yisrael, uh, when Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said that Ramey was able to eat the fruit and get rid of the shells. He was able to uh, separate the apikarsus or whatever ra was mixed in with Acher's teachings and take out all the Gishmak stuff. Rava is, is, explains the Pasuk of Elginaze, Goiz Hanochal. says, why is the Tamachachim compared to a egoist, to a nut? Just like you have a, you have a walnut. Even if it gets super dirty, it's rolling around in the mud, you can wash it off. And inside, even if you don't wash it off, you crack it open inside, the nut is still beautifully crisp and clean. So too, the Torah of a Tamachacham, even if he gets a little dirty, the Torah does not go bad. Rabbi Barshilai was hacking up Elio Anover, and he said, what's Hashem doing? He said, well, he's saying over Torah from everybody except for Rabbi Meir. Like, whoa, why, why, what's wrong with the Meir's Torah? He says, oh, because he learned from Acher. I, but we said that Ramayr was able to separate the good from the bad. Aliyah said, you know what Ramayr is saying right now? The Rebbein Shlelem falls to pieces when his children pass away, still holding on to their Averis. But imagine how much Hashem is in pain when Tzadikim die like that. Shmuel found Rabbi Yehuda standing by the doorway crying. He said, well, what's going on? So Yehuda broke, was breaking down because he said, what happened to all of our Tzadikim, all of our giants? All the use some of the Chachamim that we heard about in the Psukim. Where'd they all go? Where are the Soifer Es Hamigdalim? They were able to learn 300 halachas about a Migdal HaPerech Ba'avir, a very complicated sugya. There's 300 kashas on it. He was bemoaning the loss of the big time of the Chachamim, the big minds that were no longer. So Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel was Menachem Rabbi Yehuda, and he said, Shinina, sharp one. It's not about what they knew, it's about what was in their hearts. Sounds like a Hasidic like Shavart. We have a Mishnah that says that there were three Malachim and four Adyotas that don't have a Chilak and Nalam Abba. said, what they do wrong? Shmuel explains. It's not what they did, it was what was in their heart. Bilam, Doig, Achitoifal, and Chagai. These four Adyotas. They were Rishoim when they were alive. That's what they don't have a Chilak and Nalam Abba. What did Acher do wrong? What made him go off? Why didn't he make it through Pardes? The Gemara explains. He was always singing Greek songs. They also say that when he was in the base Medrash, even before, he always had books of Apicursus in his chest. So he was studying this stuff even beforehand. You see, there was already something in his heart that was ugly. Rashi says that he should have stopped singing, not because of Yavani, uh, the Yavani thing, interestingly enough, although this is a source for uh, Jewish music, of Jewish music, but Rashi says that he shouldn't have been singing because of the Chorban Abayas. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.